0: Section 5 of The Machine That Saved the World by Murray Leinster This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Buddha George, Loudoun County, Virginia, www.buddhageorge.icanvoice.com He moved grandly toward the rehab shop proper, which opened off the quarters he lived in, very much as a doctor's office is apt to open off his living quarters we follow asked lecky zestfully you plan something natural said sergeant bellews largely he led the way into the rehab shop which was dark and shadowy and only very dimly lighted by flickering wavering lights of many machines waiting as if hopefully to be called on for action there were the shelves of machines not yet activated. Sergeant Bellows led the way toward his desk. There was a vacuum cleaner on it, on standby. He put it down on the floor. Leckie watched him with some eagerness. The others came in, howl dourly, and Graves wiping his mustache. The sergeant considered his domain. We'll be happy to help you, said Leckie. Thanks, said the sergeant. I'm under orders to help you too, you know. Just supposing you asked me to whip up something to analyze what Betsy receives, so it can be checked on that it is a new wave type. Can you do that? demanded Graves. We were supposed to work on that, but so far we've absolutely nothing to go on. The sergeant waved his hand negligently. You got something now, betsy's a mahon modified device every receiver that picked up one of those crazy broadcasts broke down before it was through she takes em in her stride a special with al and gus to help her wouldn't it be reasonable to guess that mahon machines are a special adapted to handle intertemporal communication very reasonable said howell dourly very the broadcast said that the wave type produced unpredictable surges of current ordinary machines do find it difficult to work with whatever type of radiation that can be betsy chokes off those surges observed the sergeant with gus and al to help she don't have no trouble "'We hadn't ought to need to make any six transmitters "'if we put Mahon Unit Machines together for the job.' "'Quite right,' agreed Lecky mildly. "'And it is odd.' "'Yeah,' said the sergeant. "'It's plenty odd my great-great-great-grandkids "'haven't got sense enough to do it themselves.' "'He went to a shelf and brought down a boxed machine.' straight from the top-secret manufactory of Mahon units. It had never been activated. Its standby light did not glow. Sergeant Bellows ripped off the carton and said reflectively, You hate to turn off a machine that has got its own ways of working, but a machine that ain't been activated has not got any personality, so you don't mind starting it up to turn it off later. He opened the adjustment cover and turned something on. The standby light glowed. Closely observed, it was not a completely steady glow. There were the faintest possible variations of brightness, but there was no impression of life. Graves said, "'Why doesn't it flicker like the others?' "'No habits,' said the sergeant. "'No experience. It's like a newborn baby.' It'll get to have personality after it's worked a while, but not now. He went across the shop again. He moved out a heavy case and twisted the release and eased out a communicator of the same type, Mark IV, as Betsy back in the communications room. Howell went to help him. Graves tried to assist. Lecky moved other things out of the way. They were highly eminent scientists, and MeTech Sergeant Bellows was merely a non-commissioned officer in the armed forces, but he happened to have specialized information they had not. Quite without condescension, they accepted his authority in his own field, and therefore his equality. As civilians, they had no rank to maintain, and they disagreed with each other, and would disagree with the sergeant only when they knew why, which was one of the reasons why they were eminent scientists. Sergeant Bellows brought out yet another box. He unrolled cables. He selected machines whose flickering lights seemed to bespeak eagerness to be of use. He coupled them to the newly unboxed machines whose lights were vaguely steady. Training cables, he said over his shoulder. You get one machine working right, and you hook it with another and the new machine kinda learns from the old one kinda but it ain't as good as real experience not at first presently the lights of the newly energized machines began to waver in somewhat the manner of the ready for operation ones but they did not give so clear an impression of personality look said sergeant bellows abruptly i got to check with you the more i think the more worried I get. You begin to believe the broadcasts come from the future, demanded Graves, and it worries you? But they do not speak of Mahon units. I don't care where they come from, said the sergeant. I'm worrying about what they are. The guy in the broadcast, not knowing Mahon units, said we'd have to make half a dozen transmitters so they'd take over one after another as they blew out. You see what that means? Lecky said crisply, You pointed it out before. There is something in the wave type which... You would say this, Sergeant, which machines do not like. Is that the reasoning? Uh Uh-huh, the Sergeant scowled. Machines work by the golden rule. They try to do unto you what they want you to do unto them likes and dislikes don't matter i mean that there's something about that wave type that machines can't take it busts them if it sort of explodes surges of current in them look any running machine is a dynamic system in any object a jet plane operating as that so's a water spout so's a communicator But if you explode surges of heavy current in a dynamic system in a operating machine, things get messed up. The operating habit is busted to hell. I'm saying that if this wave type makes crazy surges of current startup, why, if the surges are strong enough, they'll bust not only a communicator, but a jet plane, or a water spout, anything, see? Lecky blinked and suddenly went pale. "'But,' said Howell reasonably, "'you said that Betsy handled it especially well when linked with other Mahon machines.' "'Yeah,' said the sergeant. "'I think observed, Graves, jerkily, "'that you were preparing new machines without developed personalities.' Because you think that if they make this special type wave, they'll be broken. Yeah, said the sergeant again. The signal Betsy was amplifying could have been as little as a micro, micro watt. At its frequency and type, she'd choke it down if it was more. But even a micro, micro watt bothered Betsy until she got Al and Gus to help. She was fair screaming for somebody to come help her hold it, but the three of them done all right. Howell conceded the point. That seems sound reasoning, but you don't broadcast with a micro-microwatt. You use a hell of a lot more power than that. The transmitter, the guy on the screen, said to make was a 20-kilowatt job. Not too much for a broadcast of sine waves but a hell of a lot to be turned loose in waves that have Betsy hollerin' at the power she was handling. It might break even the Mahon machines in this installation, demanded Howell. You're getting warm, said the sergeant. Graves said, you mean it might break all operating communicators in a very large area? You're getting hot, said the sergeant grimly. Lecky wetted his lips. I think, he said very carefully, that you suspect it is a wave type which will break any dynamic system, and any sort of object a dynamic system can exist in. Yeah, said the sergeant. He waited, looking at Leckie. And, said Leckie, not only operating machines are dynamic systems, living plants and animals are too, so are men. That's what I'm driving at, said Sergeant Bellows. So you believe, said Lecky, very pale indeed, that we have been given the circuit diagram of a transmitter which will broadcast a wave type which destroys dynamic systems, life, as well as the operation of machines. Persons, in the future, or an alien creature in a spaceship, or perhaps even the compubs, are furnishing us with designs for transmitters of death, to be linked together so that if one fails, the others will carry on, and they lure us to destroy ourselves by lying about who they are and what they propose. They're lions, said the sergeant. They say they're in the future, and they don't know a thing about Mahon units, else they'd use them. Lecky wetted his lips again, and, if they are not in the future, they are trying to get us to destroy ourselves, because that would be safer and surer than trying to destroy us by, say, transmitters of death dropped upon us by parachute. Yet, if we do not destroy ourselves, they will surely do that. If we don't bump ourselves off, It'll be because we got wise, acknowledged the sergeant. If we get wise, we could bump them off by parachute transmitter. So they'll beat us to it. They'll have to. Yes, said Lecky. They'll have to. It had always been said that a death ray was impossible. This would be a death broadcast. If we do not broadcast, they will, whoever they are. It is... He smiled mirthlessly at the magnitude of his understatement. It is urgent that we do something. What shall we do, Sergeant? A squadron of light tanks arrived at Research Installation 83 that afternoon, with a shipment of courier motorcycles. They had been equipped with Mahon units and went to the post to be trained. The Pentagon was debating the development of a Mahon-modified guided missile and a drone plane was under construction. But non-military items also arrived for activation and test. Automatic telephone switching systems, it appeared, could be made much simpler if they could be trained to do their work instead of built so they couldn't help it. Passenger cars, other than Jeeps, showed promise. It had long been known that most accidents occurred with new cars, and that ancient jalopies were relatively safe even in the hands of juvenile delinquents it was credible that part of the difference was in the operating habits of the cars it appeared that humanity was upon the threshold of a new era in which the value of personality would reappear among the things taken for granted strictly speaking of course mahon machines were not persons but they reflected the personalities of their owners it might again seem desirable to be a decent human being if only because machines worked better for them but it would be tragic if mahon machines were used to destroy humankind with themselves sergeant bellows would have raged at the thought of training a mahon unit to guide an atom bomb it would have to be in a fashion deceived he even disliked the necessity he faced that afternoon while a courier winged his way to the pentagon with the top-secret tapes Betsy and Al and Gus had made. The rehab shop was equipped not only to recondition machines, but to test them. One item of equipment was a generator of substitute broadcast waves. It could deliver a carrier wave down to half a micro micro watt of any form desired and up to the power of a nearby transmitter. It was very useful for calibrating communicators. But Sergeant Bellows modified it to allow of variations in type, as well as frequency and amplitude. I'm betting, he grunted, that there's a different sorts of the wave type those guys want us to broadcast. Like there's a spectrum of visible light. If we were colorblind, and yellowed bust things, they'd transmit in red that we could see, and they'd tell us to broadcast something in yellow that'd wipe us out and we wouldn't have sense enough not to broadcast the yellow, because we wouldn't know the difference between it and red until we did broadcast. Then it'd be too late. Howell watched with tight, clamped jaws. He had committed himself to the authenticity of the broadcasts claiming to be from a future time. Now he was shaken, but only enough to admit the need for tests. Graves sat unnaturally still. Lecky looked at sergeant bellows with a peculiarly tranquil expression on his face only grunted the sergeant it ain't frequency we got to figure but type nobody hardly uses anything but sine waves for communication but i gotta make this gadget turn out a freak wave type by guess and golly i got a sorta of test for it though he straightened up and connected a cable from the generator to the Mark IV communicator, which was a factory twin of Betsy. I'm going to feed this communicator half a micro watt of stuff like the broadcast, I think, he announced grimly. I saw the diagrams of the transmitters they want us to make. I'm guessing the broadcast wave they use is close to it, but not exact. Close, because it's bad for machines. Not exact, because they're alive while they use it. I hope I don't hit anything on the nose, okay? Lecky said gently, I have never been more frightened. Go ahead. Sergeant Bellows depressed a stud. The communicator's screen lighted up instantly. It was receiving the generator's minute output and accepted it as a broadcast. But the signal was unmodulated, so there was no image nor any sound. End of section five recording by Buddha George Loudoun County, Virginia WWW dot